Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network coming up. We're going to talk some college basketball, high school basketball, and uh, it's one of those weekends in Indiana in the winter basketball going on all over the state right now though the man is going to catch you up on an extremely busy day football and basketball the star of the show the one and only network indiana's eddie garrison thank you coach level it's a pleasure to be back with you and nathaniel finch here in downtown indianapolis make sure you keep those tweets with those final scores any notes that you'd like me to share at ind sports talk on twitter slash x and you can also use the hashtag that being hashtag ist you just heard the voice of the purdue boilermakers basketball program and rob blackman recapping the number one purdue boilermakers win over the penn state nittany lions 95 to 78 zach 83 30 points, 20 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 blocks. Just a monster performance from Mr. Edie. Braden Smith had his third game this year with 10 or more assists. That tied a career high today with 11. Lance Jones and Fletcher Loyer each had double figures. Jones with 14 points, Loyer with 11. Next up for the Boilers are the Indiana Hoosiers Tuesday night. Again, that game exclusively on Peacock at 7 o'clock. Eastern. The Seton Hall Pirates stopped the Butler Bulldogs from Hinkle Fieldhouse 78 to 72. The loss makes the Bulldogs 11 and 6 on the season and 2 and 4 in conference play. Kadari Richmond led all scores with 24 points. He also had 12 rebounds and 5 assists for Seton Hall. The Butler Bulldogs had a balanced approach. Four of their five starters were in double figures. Posh Alexander led the way for the Bulldogs with 17. Butler did have a 70-68 to 68 lead late. That was with 346 left, but they were outscored 10-2, to 2, the final 346. Next up for the Bulldogs, they will go on the road. They face the Xavier Musketeers Tuesday night. That game was on Fox Sports 1 at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. The Indiana State Sycamores pick up a big win over the Belmont Bruins by 30 points, 94-64. to 64. They're now 14-3 of the season and 5-1 and in the Missouri Valley Conference. All five starters were in double figures for the Sycamores. Isaiah Swope, the former Screaming Eagle from Southern Indiana. He led all scores with 24 points. All of his points came on threes. He went 8 of 11 from downtown. As a team, ISU went 16 for 33. So eighth game this year with over 90 points, and they are undefeated in those games. Next up for the Sycamores is Missouri State's that is a Tuesday night game at 7 o'clock, and you can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. The Toledo Rockets best the Ball State Cardinals 77-72. to Struggles are going on right now for Michael Lewis's team. Six straight L's. They allowed a pair of 20-plus point scores in Raheem Moss and Dante Maddox Jr. Moss leading the Rockets with 24. Next up for the Cardinals is Eastern Michigan. That'll be a road contest for Ball State Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, also on ESPN+. Rounding out Division One action from today, the Missouri State Bears, they defeat the Evansville Purple Aces 74-64. to Much like Ball State, Evansville is struggling right now. Now, they have lost five straight games. David Raglitz's team 
was outscored 38-29 to in the second half. Joshua Hughes was one of two Purple Laces in double figures. He tied a game high with 22 points. He knocked down seven triples. Next up for Evansville will be the Valparaiso Beacons Wednesday night. That game is on ESPN Plus at 8 o'clock Eastern. In Division Two action, the University of Indianapolis Greyhounds, their eight-game winning streak was snapped at the hands of the William Jewell Cardinals, 73-71 to UND now 10 and 15 or 10 and 5 and 6 and 1 in the GLVC play. Kendrick Shoa led the Greyhounds in scoring with 22 points. Next up for UND, they are at home Thursday night against Missouri St. Louis. That is a 7:30 tip from the University of Indianapolis. NFL wildcard weekend, the Houston Texans, they trounced the Cleveland Browns 45-14. to C.J. Stroud throws for three touchdown passes. Joe Flacco throws two pick sixes. Going on right now from Kansas City, the Chiefs lead the Dolphins 16-7, and that is in the third quarter. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network Driven. The number two, savelives.org, is their website. I encourage you to go there. Encourage you to uh, join us next Sunday night. Greg Rextrell and I will be live from the IHSA headquarters for the pairing show for the girls' state finals. College basketball today. Butler Bulldogs hosting Seton Hall. Tough day uh, at the uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse today. Seton Hall, 78-72 winners over the Dogs. The voice of the Butler Bulldogs, Mark Minner, joins me. Mark, thank you so much for taking time to join me. And uh, this was a disappointing day for the Dogs. Yeah, it was one of those games that you felt like after Seton Hall got up 11 with about a minute left in the game. They were up eight at halftime. You you get up to when it was 62-60 take the lead in the second half, and you felt like you had an opportunity in front of a great crowd in Hinkle Fieldhouse to get the win. But ultimately, you credit Seton Hall. They went on an 8-0 run over the last two minutes to close out that game on the road. Mm, They're now atop mm. the Big East with a record of 5-1. and one. But, um, you, know, you know, Butler's, Butler's been close in some of these games and uh, just unable to get this one done today, coming off a big uh, top 15 victory over Marquette on Wednesday. But, yeah, it was just deflating there in the last uh, couple minutes of the game. Yeah, you know, the the term is learning how to win, knowing how to win, those kinds of things. It's real. Uh, the reason why people bring it up. And um, these kinds of games, frankly, um, irrespective of the level, these types of games, it's about toughness at the end. It's about making plays at both ends, making a big shot, getting a big rebound, getting a big stop. And normally the tougher-minded team is able to pull through. And uh, I don't want to take anything away from the dog. But what makes it disappointing is you you battled through the entire time and you, you get close and had a chance and then just didn't do it. Yeah, and I and I I think this is where a team like Seton Hall, who's top ten in the country in experience, you start four seniors. Yeah, yeah. Transfer yeah. well. You have players that know how to make game winning plays, and a, a team like Butler that's played seventeen games or so, so however many this 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 year. You're still learning how to play together late in the in the game, and I think you've seen some great performances this season. You see it's close, but closing things out and executing down the stretch—that's where yeah. you know, that's where Butler got the win against Texas Tech and, and Cal and in overtime periods. But uh, just down the stretch here, this one, Kadari Richmond had 24 points. 
one of the mm. top scorers mm. in the Boogies Conference, and he, he got buckets late in the shot clock. Dawes had a really, really tough shot with one on the shot clock late in the last minute. And, and and you're right. I mean, it comes down to being able to execute in those game-winning moments. The other thing that's a, that's a challenge in a game like this or a game like Providence on the road uh, in, in uh, you know, a few weeks back was you dig yourself in a little bit of a hole. Providence, it was a 15-0 start to the game where you were down. You're down 11 in the late in the first half here. And so while you come back in the game, it just makes it an uphill battle and and, and you got to try and fend off the Pirates late. But, um, you know, I think there's still so many really, really good signs for this Butler team and a lot of really, you know, balanced opportunities offensively for this team. Unfortunately, just a couple shots didn't go down. D.J. Davis got a mm-hmm. great look. Pierre Brooks got a, a good look here uh, late in the uh, last couple of minutes for the Bulldogs. But um, Stephen Hall moves on. Butler will take on Xavier on Tuesday, and I think this is a Butler team that – thanks to that win against a top 15 Marquette team on, on Wednesday, has a lot of belief in what they can do and how they can continue uh, to grow in here in conference play. And it's a jumbled up Big East conference. Ironically, Bob, this was a, this was a matchup where you have the preseason ninth and 10th best team in the preseason really? polls in the conference. And I can tell you this, it did not look like that out on the floor this no, afternoon. No, no. And it won't look like that when XU comes in. <laughs> we, no we all know what no that problem. game is. <laughs> we, that, that, you talk about rivalry. A little, rivalry, a little that, bit of vitriol it, in that one, Coach. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, yeah, yeah. To me, it's always been fun because that is a that is your basic knockdown, dragout type of affair coming up on Tuesday night in Hinkle. And, and Xavier's not happy with the way they've started conference play. They did get a big win today on the road at Providence, but that's a Musketeers team under Sean Miller that had high expectations for their season, got out right. to a slower starting conference play. And so, yeah, for Butler, you're looking to bounce back and pick up a rival win on the road. And for Xavier, uh, you're not wanting Butler to come in on, on your home court and get that victory. So it, it should be a, it should be a hard-fought, very physical, a tough, uh, emotional matchup on, on Tuesday night. He's Mark Minner, the voice of the Butler Bulldogs. Bulldogs lose today. Uh, tough one to Seton Hall. The final in this one, 78-72. Mark, thank you so much. Have a great weekend, and we'll try to catch up with you next week. We love it. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Coming up, another school board update, more basketball. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Let's go through some girls' high school basketball scores from today. Crothersville in Duggan Union, 42-29 with Crothersville picking up the win. Delphi over Eastern Greentown, 54-19. 61 combined total points between East Central and Talawanda of Ohio, 31-30. Eastern Green. Somewhere a happy JMV with the win over Greenwood, 65-51. Eastern Hancock put up 71 points in their win over Waldron. Evansville Central tops Bloomington South. High-scoring game, 62-58. Evansville Memorial defeats Linton Stockton, 47-38. Evansville Wrights. 
bests Jeffersonville 40 to 33. Now in boys high school basketball, Hamilton Southeastern. They pick up a win over Anderson 58 to 45. Harrison of West Lafayette tops Benton Central 57 to 40. Five as well. Homestead Marion 76-58 final score. Homestead with the win. The Brickies of Hobart fall to Ileana Christian 69-49. Chatard just puts it to Providence Cristo Ray 55-17. Jackson Dell defeats Waldron 63-42. Providence falls at the hands of Jeffersonville 64-45. North Decatur loses by 15 to Lawrenceburg 59 to 64. Lawrenceburg defeats North Decatur. Liberty Christian 63. Muncie Burris 37. And Logan Sport defeats Lewis Cass 58 to 49. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to Save Lives. Org is their website. High school basketball tonight. Hamilton Southeastern, as you heard Eddie mention, beat Anderson 58-45. HSE's John Ashworth joins me. Coach, thanks so much for the call, and congratulations on the win tonight. Hey, thank you for having me. And uh, small world, Eddie Garrison is a former Decatur Central Hawk who I had in class. So I'm getting old. So we're, we're So what you're saying is we're blaming you. Yes. I'm sorry that you have to deal with that on a daily basis. <laughs> well, it takes a strong man to, to admit that. Um, you knew him back in his formative years. So one of these times when we have more, we, when we have more time, we'll, I'll have you give me the real story. But tonight oh, yeah. you guys uh, have, a, yeah, you have a solid effort, a big win over a, a good Anderson team. That's a solid win for you, Coach. Absolutely. You know, they uh, they put it on uh, Lafayette Jeff last night, so we were, we were definitely worried coming into the game. And, you know, we know Coach Bowling does a great job, um, so uh, they're going to play physical. You know, we, we turned the ball over 12 times in the first half, so we're down mm. two at halftime, and uh, that's not a recipe for success against Anderson. Um, and luckily, we, we started the third quarter on a 16-0 run, uh, and we're able to kind of get back in the game, get back in the swing of things. And, yeah, it's a hard-fought win. Well, you've been playing some really good teams. I mean, you you know, I'm looking here at your schedule, uh, you know, a, a tournament uh, over Christmas when you uh, you beat a good Munster team in double overtime. Lawrence Central, uh, you beat a, beat them. They're a good team. Warren Central and yep. Westfield, a couple of losses. But those are good teams you're playing and good teams to whom you're losing, but playing everybody cl- pretty close. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and our kids have bought into that. We know our January schedule is going to be tough. You know, our conference, uh, you know, I'm biased, but it's, it's arguably the best conference in the state, maybe outside of the MIC. Um, you know, we play a tough non-conference schedule, and, and that's all for the end of the season. We want our kids to be, you know, battle-tested and prepared to, to try to win a sectional. Um, and there's no easy teams. <laughs> you know, you, you might have to play right. a, a Carmel or a, a Westfield on a Friday and then turn around and play – Fishers or Noblesville, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy. So we like these these tough non-conference games, and, you know, Anderson's always going to be a tough team to beat. All right, tell me who plays well for you tonight in the win. Uh, Nathan Orr. Nathan Orr played really well. Uh, he's been struggling as of late. He scored zero points last night against Westfield, and he bounced back. He had 18 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, another kid that played really well for us, Cameron Anthony. Uh, our big guy inside, 
he uh, he stepped up with 13 points, um, and then Michael Griffith had 10 and 10. So got some really good contributions from our from our inside guys, our forwards. But Nathan Orr really stole the show, hit some threes, hit some hit some big shots at the end as well. All right, uh, good win tonight. Next up for you guys will be uh, and, no Zionsville. Yeah, Zionsville. Yeah, Zionsville at home. Um, uh, they're playing really well. They got two really, really good guards. Um, now, JR's golf swing, I hope he's listening right now. His golf <laughs> swing didn't work. Uh, I, took, I took him out to uh, the trophy club one time this summer, so he's still, he's still upset about that. So I told him uh, if, he lets, if he lets us win Friday – I will let him get 10 strokes next time we play. So that's the deal Yikes. I have with him. <laughs> See if he takes that. Um, I don't know. I think he'd rather try to beat us. Uh, but I just I wanted to throw that shot at him. I hope he's listening. I, I hope he is too. I'm staying out of it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm just talking about – I'm staying out and talking about basketball. HSE beats Anderson 58-45. John Ashworth, thanks for the call. Good luck next time out. Hey, thanks for having us. And uh, tell uh, Garrison I said hi. Thanks. I'll do that. Indiana State with a solid win today. How about those Sycamores? Very, very impressive win. Uh, They beat Belmont 94-64. Joey O'Rourke, the voice of the Sycamores, joins me. Joey, thanks so much for the call. That's an impressive win for the Sycamores today. Yeah, Coach, thanks for having me. Uh, Really, it was a a great start for the Sycamores uh, this afternoon. Probably the best start Indiana State's gotten off to in a a few weeks. Uh, It was a really focused defensive effort. You look at a guy like Malik Dia, who went for 32 Mm -hmm. over Belmont in that blowout win for Belmont over Drake. Uh, It was a very good game plan by Josh Schertz's coaching staff to run a double team at him. They really thought uh, Dia had some trouble making some decisions. They forced him into six turnovers, and really, he had never got into the game uh, offensively. So, again, a great defensive effort for Indiana State this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a uh, Belmont team that the people know about. They, they understand how they play. Not a lot of teams are able to put that many points on the board against them. Uh, that's not something you yeah. see them do often. But this is a Sycamore team that runs the court well. They can all handle it, put it on the floor, make decisions, knock down shots. It's a free-flowing and impressive offensive effort to these guys night after night. Yeah, it really is. And uh, you got to give the players credit for buying into Josh Schertz's uh, scheme. Josh Schertz is an offensive uh, genius when it comes to scheming up things. And honestly, Coach, you look at the way that Indiana State was playing, the Sycamores were playing early on in this season. I mean, this is something that they were doing on a regular basis. And then all of a sudden, you know, kind of it's, it's the season's a, a long one. You're sure. going to have your peaks and your valleys right. and off and, and, and off. Offensively, I really thought that you know we 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 weren't playing up to our level over the last uh, several weeks. Now, the last time that I think we played up to the level we played to today, probably Southern Illinois when we when we put it on them inside the Holman Center. But you know that that loss at Drake, I, I really think it was one of those things that it allowed this team to kind of get refocused, re-energized, and say, hey, we got some things that we need to work with. And I think it gave Josh Schertz a lot of ammo. I certainly did. All right, so tell me who steps up today for the Sycamores. Yeah, Isaiah Swope had a career-high eight three-pointers in the game, 24 points. 
uh, in the game. And Ryan Conwell in Indianapolis made him a Pike High School mm-hmm. alum, uh, mm-hmm. had a really great game. And, you know, he he's really come a long way for this Sycamore team transferring from South Florida. Now his sophomore year, averaging just over 15 points a game. Uh, Robbie Ovil is obviously, you know, the hub of yeah. the offense. Yeah. He's going to do what he is. But, uh, Coach, the guy that probably – has uh, been the most improved for this Indiana State team and why Indiana State and the Sycamores are doing what they are. Jason Kent has taken his game to a completely another level. He had 18 points in the victory today, coming off a career high at Northern Iowa, 24 points and 13 rebounds. He was big in that game. So, again, a collective team effort. Uh, Julian Larry, the point guard, really had a a spectacular game offensively. And uh, when he's playing with pace and this team's playing with pace, uh, this team Team, I'll put their guards up against anybody in the country. I would agree with that. Indiana State, very impressive win, 94-64 winners over Belmont. And, uh, and once again, they're just playing playing so, so well. A, a great win for the Sycamores. Joey O'Rourke, voice of the Sycamores. Joey, thanks so much for the call. You have this number. Do not be a stranger. Thanks for the time. Hey, thanks, Coach. Appreciate you. And also, uh, Mike King wanted me to tell you hello. Tell Mike hello. He's a great guy, uh, incredibly talented broadcaster. Means a lot. Tell him I'm thinking about him. Tell him thanks for the uh, shout-out. I appreciate it. Thanks, Joey. Yep, absolutely. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks so much. I haven't talked to Greg Rakestraw since uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon. So we're going to have to wait one more minute to have that conversation. He has the Carmel and Brownstown Central game tonight. It's a great, great game. And he is also my broadcast partner. It's actually not much of a partnership. He does all the work for the pairing show. I'm just – I'm there – uh, I think it's kind of, I'm a pretty face, I think is what it is. Uh, so, <laughs> so Greg will be, he'll be working, uh, he'll be doing serious lifting a week from tomorrow for the pairing show for the girls' state finals, brought to you by the Pacers and the Fever. Uh, that's coming at 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock on the 21st. So it's a week from tomorrow night. So Greg will come back after this scoreboard update, and we'll talk some high school and college basketball with the best at what he does. That's Greg Rakestraw coming up on Indiana Sports. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Uh, Coach Ashworth, if you're listening... Hello. Uh, NFL playoff wildcard weekend. Kansas City Chiefs, Miami Dolphins currently in action. Final minute of the third quarter. It has been all Chiefs. 19-17 to is the score. The only touchdown for Kansas City came from Rasheed Rice. Correction, 19-7. to Kansas City over Miami. Rasheed Rice, the only offensive touchdown for Kansas City. Tyreek Hill had a 53-yard touchdown reception from Tua Tagovailoa in the first half. That's the only touchdown for Miami. In terms of offense, Isaiah Pacheco has been a force on the ground for Kansas City. 17 carries for 66 yards. The rookie wide receiver for the Chiefs, Rasheed Rice, seven receptions, 102 yards and a score. Earlier today, the Houston Texans, they of course advanced into the AFC 
wild card round because they defeated the Indianapolis Colts last week and got some help from the Jacksonville Jaguars by losing, so they won the AFC South. They trounced the Cleveland Browns 45-14. to Nico Collins had another terrific performance for Houston, but C.J. Stroud was sensational. 274 yards passing, three touchdowns. Nico Collins, six receptions, 96 yards. Joe Flacco threw two pick sixes. The Texans will wait to figure out who they face next week in the divisional round. Some college basketball scores. Indiana Wesleyan defeats Mount Vernon Nazarene 100-91. to The Franklin Grizzlies... And the, the Grizz defeats Defiance 81 to 74, and Marion tops St. Francis 86 to 71. I'm Eddie Garrison with Network Indiana Sports. Welcome back, everyone. The best at what he does, Greg Rickstraw, joins me today. Greg and I did the IUPUI Oakland University matchup, which Oakland won at the uh, Indiana Farmers Coliseum, and then Greg. A man who knows no way that he can only do one game in one day. That's not something he does. <laughs> then did the Carmel-Brownstown Central matchup tonight, which was a great one. Brownstown Central beating Carmel 60-59. to Greg, haven't talked to you since 4 o'clock. I've missed you. So catch me up on this great game with Carmel and Brownstown Central tonight. Well, this is a Carmel team that now has lost nine games, which for them is, is the most they have lost Dating back to Scott Hetty's first year, dating back to the 2010-2011 season. But we see him a lot on ISC, and, and I see them getting better each and every week. You know, it's mm-hmm. a team that really brings back two players with significant varsity experience in Alex Kudo and Ryan Clevenger, and their bigs are, are, are underclassmen. But you can see him getting better by the game. It's a Carmel team that led by six at one point in the third quarter. They held the lead up until about the final minute of regulation. Uh, Ryan Clevenger had 14 points, but fouled out with five and a half minutes to go. And part of that was because he simply had the defensive assignment on Jack Benner, despite the fact that he's five foot ten. Um, he tried to stay with, with Jack as best he could for large chunks of the game, causing him to pick up some fouls. And his absence really bogged down the Carmel offense. Brownstown got it to overtime. Jack Benner started to take over in overtime. And then Bob, mm-hmm. he fouled out with about a minute left oh, to go in overtime. Man. And, and, and this is after Parker Heyman had fouled out at the end of regulation. And so now you've got a Brownstown Central team that is literally missing their top three ball handlers because mm. Micah Sheffer is injured and going to be out for the next few weeks. But rarely is there a situation where Heyman nor Benner can take care of the ball, and they had that. And it was kind of a matter of, of kind of white knuckle time for Brownstown Central right. and finding a, a way to kind of hang on, but they did. Pearson Wheeler off the bench hit some key free throws, and the time that he could play tonight, Jack Benner was, well, Jack Benner, he had 35 points. He looked like a kid that's going to play at Purdue and is a candidate right. and a, one of the two favorites likely for Mr. Basketball this year. So uh, it's an improved Carmel team. It's a Brownstown Central team that is one of the best teams in the state regardless of class, and it was simply put a very well-played basketball game at Carmel High School tonight. It sounds like it was. All right, your thoughts on the uh, IUPUI-Oakland game. Oakland got a great start and led the entire way. They were impressive offensively, and the, the Jags really didn't have much of an answer for them until late where they make a run late in the second half and make it respectable. But this was uh, all Oakland this afternoon. Correct. It was it was a 20-point game at, at one point in time in the first half. I think it was 23 was the largest first half league. Got to about 24 in the second half. 
IUPUI cut it down to about 14 with two and a half minutes to play, but ended up being a 22-point win, and that's really what it was. Listen, Oakland, you know, in a league where there's not much separation, and Oakland isn't Mm -hmm. separated from a record standpoint, I would say that Oakland's top gear offensively is one that I'm not sure many teams can match. Maybe Purdue-Fort Wayne, maybe Youngstown. Again, in non-conference play, Oakland probably has the best win in the league. They won at Xavier at the end of November. Purdue-Fort Wayne won at DePaul back in the first you know week of the season. Um, and, and as you well know in this league, nothing is guaranteed. Everything is mm-hmm. positioning for March. You know, there, there's a couple of different strata. If you're a top five seed, you avoid the first round. If you're a top right. four seed, you get that first game at home. And then it's about playing back-to-back games in 24 hours and winning them both at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum <laughs> so you can extend your season and you can play in the NCAA tournament. And that is where I think the experience for Oakland checks in, not just in terms of having experience lineups to really only play right. juniors and seniors, but having the experience of the most or longest tenured coach with his team in Division One, as Greg Campy is now in his 40th year as the head mm-hmm. coach at Oakland University. I think today was win 680 uh, in his tenure at Oakland. So Oakland's a good team, and, and IUPUI is a team that we'll see, we'll see good stretches of five or six minutes, but it, it's just a matter of putting that together for 40 minutes on both ends of the floor. And that's been something that, other than against you know a, a team that's winless in Detroit Mercy, we just haven't seen that from Matt Crenshaw's team in conference play just yet. As I mentioned throughout the night, I've been promoing the uh, pairing show, telling people that uh, I was your broadcast partner, and then I amended that to be, I- I'll be there with you, but you'll be doing most <laughs> of the work a week from tomorrow. Yeah, You know well, listen, that, you, and the good thing about well, you're so good, it doesn't bother you to have to carry the weight of someone like me. Well, uh, A, I don't. Uh, B, this is the one where I get to play the analyst, right? I get like two of these a year. Normally, right. I'm the guy that is the traffic cop. Like, you know, I have to get us to break at, at oh, five, you know, with five on the clock. We're going to break every time to make sure all the segments work. Uh, I'm the one that usually has to do all the sponsor reads. That's you. Um, I'm the one that has to read 407 names, that's you. What I get to do is sit back and play center field and go, hey, Bob, thanks for reading all these names properly. Here's the team I really like. Here's the player that I like. So this is unique and different for me. But what is is so unique about this is the way we have everybody's attention. And, And now we can talk about the negatives of social media, and there's a lot of them. One of the positives, though, is now we get immediate feedback. We see these teams, yeah, you know, yeah, have cool. these watch parties, yep. and the joy of them getting to hear and see their name on that screen is so cool. Uh, to some degree, it is also like a tour of better homes and gardens, like the best basements across <laughs> the state of Indiana when teams go over to coaches or some player's house. Yeah. So uh, we get to throw all that in the span of two hours next Sunday starting at 5 o'clock, and then do it again on All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis uh, the third weekend in February. He's Greg Regstraw. Now you know why he's the best at what he does. Thanks so much, Greg. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Coach. Heritage Hills tonight beating Tecumseh 84-34. Heritage Hills' Nate Hawkins joins me. Coach, thanks so much for the call. Congratulations on an impressive win tonight. 
Hey, I appreciate that, Coach, and uh, and it really was an impressive win and a, a great way for our kids to bounce back after uh, getting beat on a buzzer beater on the road last night. So, uh, you know, really, really proud of our kids and uh, just turning that page and uh, and just working to get better. That's a great way to put it. You know, I mean, these are young guys, and, and you, you're in a back-to-backer, right. and it's, it's not easy at all. And you lose, as you mentioned, you lose a tough one uh, last night, and you have literally 24 hours to turn it around. And so kudos to your kids for clawing back and fighting through and getting a win today. Yeah, I think so. And, and uh, you know, it was two, two conference games again this weekend. Um, and, uh, I mean, uh, especially the way that things transpired um, there last night, um, just guys came into the gym today and were focused. And, uh, you know, I think they just uh, they, they learned learned some things from the uh, tough loss and understood that uh, there, there's things that uh, the little things. Right. That, that we can do a little bit better um, in order to uh, hopefully be able to reach our goals um, this season. And uh, um, as long as we learn from it, um, you know, I just, I think, uh, I think that's what it's all about. And uh, we, we've still got a ways to go. I mean, we're just going to keep grinding, uh, keep playing, keep getting better. And uh, just, uh, just a great way to end the weekend. And uh, as we get ready uh, for another conference game against Southridge next Friday night. All right, so tell me who steps up and plays well for you tonight in this win over Tecumseh. You, I mean, everybody locked them up defensively. You had a great right. job there, but who right. uh, who were your offensive stalwarts tonight? Right, right. Well, uh, I think, uh, you know, we, we've mentioned this kid a few times. Uh, Trent Sisley, he kind of did his uh, – <laughs> Yeah. His, uh, you know, he did his thing, uh, 26 uh, points. I think uh, he set probably the last seven minutes of the fourth quarter. But, uh, um, yeah, he was really good and got us going 18 points in the first half and, and uh, didn't look, you know, just kind of didn't look away from there. Uh, but but also uh, another junior in his class, Colton Hope, gets 16 points tonight. And uh, um, he's our second leading scorer right now. And, and uh, we were really happy to see him bounce back. Had kind of a tough night last night. Uh, bounced back and, and played really well. But but, uh, uh, but most importantly, uh, we had 11 guys dressed tonight and 10 of them scored. Um, yeah. You know, we just think that's really great. So it was a, it was a good win for us, and uh, we're just going to keep moving on, Bob. Heritage Hills over to Tecumseh tonight. Nate Hawkins, thanks for the call. Good luck next week. Appreciate it, Coach. Thank you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Let's look at some girls' basketball scores from today. An overtime thriller between Silver Creek and Austin. 49-46 final score with Silver Creek just edging out Austin by a triple. Shenandoah and Randolph Southern, another good matchup tonight. 40-35, to Shenandoah picks up the win. Providence and Henryville, 62-39 win. A cruising victory for Providence. Pendleton Heights defeats Rushville by 32, 72-40. Oldenburg Academy and South Ripley. The difference between this one is seven points, 51-44. Oldenburg Academy with the W tonight. Norville over Belmont, 52-22. North Posey's defense, one point better than Norwell's. North Posey defeats Pike Central, 44-22. 21. 
North Miami, North Judson, 58-48 final score. North Miami defeating North Judson. And finally, Mount Vernon of Fortville defeats Shelbyville. 58-49. Moving over to boys high school basketball from today, Orleans defeats Lanesville 60-23. Paoli over Eastern Pekin 58-48. Park Heritage, they put up a big one. 82 points in total in their win. They hold Cloverdale to 43 points, 82-43 Park Heritage with the victory. Pendleton Heights over Shelbyville by 7, 46-39 Plainfield. The Quakers put up 76 points in their win over Northview, who scores 44, and Princeton defeats Southridge 46-35. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Game of the night, Springs Valley beats Austin 101-98. Jonathan Bowles of the Valley joins me. Coach, what a great game tonight. What a great win for you and your kids. Hey, thanks, Coach. Yeah, it was a fun one for sure. Uh, As you can tell by the score, lots and lots of points. Uh, (laughs) Right. We have Dion Edwards. He goes for 56 and uh, breaks Larry Bird's uh, single game record for most points in a game, and uh, just just a lot, a lot of fun. You know what? That is impressive. Uh, when you know, in the annals of our state, uh, when you break Larry Bird's record, uh, <laughs> you you have something to be incredibly proud of. He must have got you know fifty six. So take me through this. Is he does he uh, light it up to come out of the locker room? Is he consistent all night, or does he have a particular point in the game where just everything's going in for him? Well, I tell you, Bob, he was pretty consistent all night. But I will say in the fourth quarter, he just really took the ball game over. And, you know, we had a lot of other guys step up, obviously. But uh, in that fourth quarter, he kind of took the team offensively on his back and just kind of said, we're not going to lose this game. Um, And he he continued it in overtime as well. And uh, we were able to pull this thing off. Wow. You know what? People say, well, there's no defense going on. You and I, I'm not there, but I can tell you, in it, late in that ball game, your guys had to lock down and play some serious defense to come away with a win. Yeah, you know, we, we had a couple plays. I won't lie, there wasn't a ton of defense. We were trying, Bob. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they had guys going off, obviously. Uh, they had a kid furnish. He went for 30. Uh, they had a Richie kid go for 17 and then a Hanley kid go for 16. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a joke. I turned to my assistants and said, hey, what defense can we play? And I did that a couple of times. And finally, they just said, coach, we just got to outscore them. And uh, <laughs> so it was just one of those ball games. You got to find a way. And uh, we were fortunate enough um, to find a way. We had two other seniors step up for us. Um, Connor Chase goes for 20. Mavlan goes for 15, and uh, just, you know, uh, Dion had a heck of a game and definitely a memory he, he will never forget. I would think so. Jonathan Bulls from Springs Valley in a tremendous game tonight. Springs Valley beats Austin 101-98. Larry Bird's single-season record, uh, or single-game record for scoring surpassed tonight. Was it Blake Edwards? Is that the kid's name? Dion Edwards. 
Dion Edwards. I got it. So, Dion, congratulations. That is fantastic. And Coach Bowles, thank you so much for the call, and good luck to you and your kids next time out. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Lynn Clark, Dr. Lynn Clark, Irish 101, joins me. Notre Dame loses tonight to Florida State, 67-58 the final. Dr. Clark, thanks so much for the call. Disappointing loss for the Irish today. Well, Bob, Notre Dame entered the game with confidence after coming off their first road win of the season, an overtime victory against Georgia Tech this past Tuesday. However, this afternoon against Florida State, an 8 to nothing run to start the second half gave the Seminoles a 41-29 lead that put the Irish in a deep hole. Florida State was up by as many as 14 points in the game, but Notre Dame battled back late. They cut the lead to three points on back-to-back three-point shots made by Braden Shrewsbury in the final three minutes. But it was the Seminoles' defense that was a key in the win. Seven block shots, nine steals. Well, Notre Dame's mm. poor free throw shooting and turnovers really did in the game. The Irish just 27% from the line. 14 turnovers. Florida State gets the ACC victory. Dr. Clark, I want you to hang on through this short break if you can do that because I want to talk more about this game and talk a little bit about the football team. Is that all right? Sure. Perfect. We'll come back, spend some more time with Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish 101 on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Dr. Lynn Clark rejoins me. Irish lose in basketball tonight, or excuse me, this afternoon. Florida State gets them 67 to 58, disappointing loss. And, and Lynn, you, you mentioned earlier uh, about the number of steals, uh, about the turnovers. Um, that's, a, that's a hard pill to swallow, so to speak. Yeah, Notre Dame has been kind of inconsistent uh, the past couple of games, but it's been turnovers and poor free throw shooting that has really been the key in a couple of those close losses. But a lot of positives still. Freshman Marcus Burton with a game-high 20 for Notre Dame. Fifth mm-hmm. time this season mm-hmm. he has scored 20 or more points. J.R. Kinesny, the only other Notre Dame player in double figures, he has 11. Kevin Jai pulls down eight rebounds in the loss. Notre Dame is now 7-10 and ten overall, 2-4 and four in conference play. They head out east over to Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts on Monday to face Boston College in AC play. Uh, that's a 7 o'clock tip on Monday night. All right, what's happening in football on the uh, portal side? What's going on this time of year? We have this new thing in sports to talk about. It's what's the, it's news of the portal. What's the Notre Dame news of the portal right now? Well, Notre Dame did dip into the portal to fill some voids and add some depth, and I'll just go through the list of them. They get a defensive back out of Northwestern just the other day, Rod Hurd the second. They look for a wide receiver. They found a couple. Marshall's wide receiver Jaden Harrison will become a member of the Fighting Irish. Uh, South Carolina's kicker Mitch Jeter will become a fighting Irish player after he kicked against Notre Dame a couple of years ago. And then a couple of players from Duke, uh, R.J. Oban and Riley Leonard. Uh, and uh, Bo Collins, a wide receiver out of Clemson. Uh, another wide receiver, I'm trying to think, uh, Florida International's Chris Mitchell. And then another defensive back, Arizona State's Jordan Clark. So if you take a look at the eight, I think you have six of those players that have actually played against Notre Dame. And that's kind of a right. thing we've seen right. over the past couple of years. But Marcus Freeman and his staff, a very good recruiting class for 2025. They dip into the portal. They add the depth and fill some voids. It looks very positive for Notre Dame going into spring ball after coming up with that Sunbowl victory this past uh, January. Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish 101. Lynn, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for the information and have a great weekend. 
You too, Bob. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's the new thing. You've got Portal. Now you're talking about net, net, numbers gone, numbers coming in. Um, you gotta keep, gotta keep pace, and keeping pace is not an easy thing to do. All right, scoreboard update coming up at the top of the hour with Eddie Garrison. I'll update you on uh, the whole the whole NFL playoff uh, schedule. What happened today? What's happening with the weather? One game got moved. You've already heard about that. Also, catch you up on scores on the boys and girls side of basketball, college basketball. We have another hour of college and high school basketball to talk about. And again, a reminder. A week from tomorrow night on the 21st, Greg Rakestraw and I will be live from the IHSAA headquarters for the pairing show for the girls' tournament. That's from 5 until 7 p.m. next Sunday on the 21st. This is Indiana Sports Talk.